What's going on, bro? How's everything, man? I think I, can't play. I think today I want to get into something, something juicy. Talk about maybe some dog breeding horror stories. <laughs> some, some, I know I got a few stories we could talk about, and and uh, I know you, you definitely had one this week. We could talk about. episode is sponsored by the beast of the east dog show come join us and see some of the best dogs in the country meet world-renowned breeders there's going to be working events two abkc sanctioned shows and so much more november 4th 2023 at 10 3000 courthouse road chesterfield virginia don't miss the event of the year we'll see you there like I, uh, I had a dog who swallowed a toy Oh man! But it wasn't a big toy. Thank God. Thank God it wasn't a big toy. It was like he had chewed the knot off of one of those ropes, and he swallowed the whole rope, the whole knot. Ooh. So you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people, you know, they get really scared. So I think if you talk to any veterinarian, all right, let's let's start where we talked about first. Yeah. We are not veterinarians. Me or Angel, neither one of us are veterinarians. We've never been to school for veterinarian medicine, so please don't think that we're veterinarians. What we are telling you guys is stuff that we've learned over the last 20 years of doing dogs or the last 15 years of doing dogs, whatever. Sure. Fuck it, even in the 10 years. I don't care what you want to say. You're going to come across some shit that's going to happen, and you're going to have to figure it out because yeah. you know it might be a Saturday or a Sunday something happens. It might be a holiday that something happens. It might be anything that you can't get to a vet right here, right now. It might be a, a, a financial restriction. Like, let's just be honest. Sometimes we don't have the money to do an emergency exploratory surgery that's going to cost you $2,500. You know what I mean? 100%. So, so with that being said, I had a dog. I noticed that he was acting a little funny. All right. First day, I put his food. He didn't eat it. Second day, I was a little fishy because he's really food driven. I immediately put him into what I call ICU or, you know, I put him in the same thing they do at the vet's office. They put him in a steel cage. I mean, you've been to a vet's office. Well, let's, let's backtrack. So remember what we were talking about. Uh, so what led you to believe that he was, you know, that he needed was off. So the first thing was he didn't need his food and he's very food driven. So I was like, all right, well, what's up with this? He's not eating his food. This is the yeah. second day. The same food's in there from yesterday. First thing I did was I took his temperature. No fever, but he was a little lethargic. So I, you know, I said immediately, let me get him something that would a dog would normally eat. So I had some leftover chicken from the night before. I gave him some chicken. He didn't eat it. So I'm like immediately knowing something's not right. Now it's a Sunday. It's a Saturday afternoon here in Virginia. Listen, after 12 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, Monday's the last time. Next time you're going to see a vet. But the temperature thing is huge because yeah. he, I took his temperature. You said he had a fee. It was it was low or high. He had a normal. It was 101.7. Oh, oh, it was normal. Oh, yeah. Oh. Gotcha. So, and, and if people don't know, fevers theoretically start at 102.9. So 103 and above is considered a fever. But if they're in, you know, she just had a, a litter of puppies, she can be as high as 103.5 because of the stress. Yep. And it doesn't, as long as it doesn't stay there, 
for you know an excessive amount of time, like say 12 hours. I don't know the textbook answer though. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as they don't stay there for an excessive long amount of time, it's okay to be around the 103 after giving birth because you can imagine the pain, the stress, and everything. I can dig it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if you have 103.5 after a C-section, you got a little bit of a problem. <laughs> she didn't go into no labor. She woke up that way. Yep. So yep. for him, I just, I quarantined him. I put him in the shed. Uh, I put him in a crate. Same thing the dog, the vet does. He takes his temperature. Boom. I took, uh, gave him some, you know, more desirable food. He didn't eat it. So I was like, all right, well, cool. It's Saturday afternoon at like four o'clock. I, being working at the vet before, we've given castor oil or liver oil, whatever you want to call it, crap. I gave him so much every four to six hours for a whole 24 hours. 24 hours later, it popped you, it out. You gave it to him orally or through yes. the rectum? You, I gave it orally. You can up the old. Yeah. But I, I mean, that ain't something I'm trying to do. So I just gave it to him orally. Yeah, um, I usually I gave, do both. I'll, I'll do both. No, right? you can. You can yeah. give them a, a, a um, suppository. You can actually do a suppository with it. But I didn't do that. I gave it to him orally. And after 12 hours of that, he passed it. And then Sunday afternoon, he was eating normally. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, he had a little bit of loose stool for a while because of all the, uh, you know, the, the laxative I gave him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was fortunate enough that it was small enough for him to pass it. That's the same thing that they would do with the vets off. The only thing that I didn't have was an x-ray machine. So they would x-ray and see how big the uh, blockage was. That's what they would do. Gotcha. Yeah. And they do the same thing, I guess, if it was like if there was the dog had swallowed socks or anything like that. Um, but some of the main things that we would, I, I physically worked and we've done exploratories. Socks are a big one. Small toys are a big one. Underwear is a big and mm. cats it's gonna fuck people up. Hair ties. I've cut a thousand hair ties out of a cat, bro. <laughs> Big old balls of them, man. Wow. They like getting knocked up. And um, I got newborn puppies here. That's why I'm down here. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Um, so but that's the thing. If you would just recognize the symptoms and treat the symptoms, that's exactly what a veterinarian does. Treat the symptoms. So the first thing he would probably try to do is give them to make him vomit. You know, can he vomit it up? No, he can't vomit it. So it has to come out that side. Let's see if we can make it come out that side. We'll give him a laxative. A certain amount of hours with the laxative. The laxative didn't work or they'll do a barium study. You know what I mean? They'll give him the barium and then do the x-ray to see if it stops or does it go past. Mm. The, the large mass is what they would do. Interesting. So they will do x-rays before the barium study then do x-rays after the or during the barium studies and then after the barium studies to see if it goes all the way through the blockage. So if it gets through the blockage, nine times out of ten, he can blow it out. Wow. But that's not always the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So don't give birth to some bad things back there. I've seen washcloth come out before. Oh, my yeah, God. So, but you just you have to identify the traits, and not the traits, the, the, the symptoms, and treat the symptoms. That's all you. That's all the vets do. It's all doctors do. You know what I mean? You tell yeah. them everything that's wrong. Hey, he's not eating. Hey, he might have something in his stomach. Okay, well, you can do most of that at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless he can't pass it. Now, if he didn't pass it or didn't eat past the second, the third day, yeah, I would have taken him personally to the vet because now he's going to get necrotic. Yeah. The bottom half of his uh, intestines can start dying because it's not getting any blood flow or oxygen, or not oxygen, but blood flow. 
Exactly. And then yet again, um, the tools necessary to be able to, you know, try to get the dog to and a laxative prime example is something that you could easily go buy at a CVS, at a Walmart, whatever. I mean, you just you use them at the dollar store. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I was oral, uh, like liquid. I think it's car liver oil or something like that. I forget what it's called. Yeah, exactly. So you could just easily buy that yourself. Like I'll just go to like a CVS and I'll typically just get like a um like a mineral oil. I grab mineral yeah, oil. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Mineral oil. My fault. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the so clear I, stuff. It's like in a yep, big jar yep, like this. Yep. Yeah. Mineral oil. That's exactly what it was. Exactly. And you can get a CVS and it says laxative on it. It's just something that you can easily quickly do. Um, you know, especially like you said, vets closed, whatever the case may be. Um, so I'll 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 mention I'll mention mine real quick. A little bit of a horror story is uh, I had a I had a cone, right? So the person was asking me and I've been wanting to do an episode on this because of the fact that, like I said, I see this more times than you would think, Chris. And like, it's actually pretty disturbing. So I had a, I had a cone, right? I went to go check out the puppies, right? The guy didn't live too far. And when I looked at the puppies, their skin was like, it looked like, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Like it was like the wet, I mean, the wet, the fur was wet and hard. So immediately I'm looking at this and I'm like, have, have, have you been, you know, like cleaning the puppies? And the guy was like, well, I don't clean puppies. You know, you, you're not supposed to wash them until, uh, I think he said something like, you know, uh, three weeks or something like that, like a bath, like bathing them with uh, shampoo and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah but if you see that well i from what i remember if they have if they have coccidia the remedy for coccidia is to be ideally given slight wipe downs and chlorhexidine well exactly so that's that's what i was that's what i was gonna get to is the fact that yes okay maybe you can't use like a full-blown dog shampoo you know um because i think that the puppy tier list the youngest that it goes to is like four weeks but i'm like you could use baby wipes you could do you know like and the material that he had was um it was like those mats like those workout mats so yeah. it really didn't absorb the uh the, yeah, the so they were basically waddling their own piss exactly and the thing with that is what well, people don't newborn puppies uh for an example uh, just because you brought this to the people's attention, yeah. uh, if anybody knows what septicemia is, the pu newborn puppies can get septicemia that way because they actually, their umbilical cord is still open at birth. So if they're waddling on their own feces or their own urine, if yeah. this is an open wound directly into their organs, yeah. they can get septicemia. And, and, and yet again, like I said, it just leads to um, I've seen so many times in like DMs, people ask me questions about the puppies and I'll look at the puppy and it looks like I said, wet and hard. And I'm like, are you making sure that you're, I, I, I know it sounds a little juvenile, but it, it, it's, it's the truth. Like you need to make sure that your puppies are staying clean. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's for me, it's not juvenile, but it's, you know, if anybody, any certified vet tech would get on here with us and they'll tell you that the human body is very, very f similar to the uh, to the canine body. And mm -hmm. I don't mean as in what everybody thinks, but they, you know, the same numbers are 
if it has a white blood cell that's elevated, same thing with a human. If yeah. they we can get septicemia the same way a dog can get septicemia. They can get they can overheat the same way we can overheat. They take yeah. a rectal exam just like they take a rectal exam on a person that's overheating. Yep. So it is very similar. So if you have a newborn child, you clean it, right? Yeah, yeah. Wipe it down. You're not giving it a full on out bath. That's exactly what the doctor tells you. Yep. Keep the belly button from getting hard, you know, keep it oiled up or I forget what they say. Yeah, yeah. up and clean. And then you can sponge bath the rest of the kid. The same thing applies for a newborn puppy. Exactly. It has to be on clean material. You have to, but you also have to make sure that your mom is clean too, because they are sucking on her. They are, if she's dirty, they're going to be dirty. Yep. She has, you know, bad mouth and say it's all infected in here, that abscesses in here. She has, you know, for lack of a better understanding, she has an infection and she's cleaning them. You know, yep. that's what people don't understand. It's not just one puppy. It's the whole system that you have to make sure is clean. Exactly. So, you know, I just had somebody ask me, hey, when do your puppies start walking? Well, my puppies walk about two to three weeks old because I don't keep them extremely fat. I make sure that, like you said, I use I use bar mats, the one with the little circles in them. Okay. And it like, yeah, yeah. And at like two and a half, three weeks old, I put it in there. We have three of them and I rotate them and I soak them in the tub with bleach water every time I take one out. It fucks my tub up. My wife gets mad as hell at me. But I'm in there <laughs> scrubbing. I, I even bought a thing that I hooked to the drill to just to clean up. <laughs> nice. Because she yells at me all the time. Yeah, but yeah. it has to be done because, like you said, if you're not cleaning them properly, they can get, I mean, they can get stuff like puppy strangles. You know what I mean? Well, I'll give you another example. I mean, this is what happened in this particular story was when I saw the puppies. I mean, literally, it was, and remember, so they were using the workout mats and they were using heat lamps. The stuff practically cooked on the puppy's skin. It looked crazy. It took weeks and weeks and weeks to try to get rid of it. Um, and like, I mean, I wound up taking the puppies and like using... I didn't know as much as I knew now, but I was using crazy amount of like aquaphors and stuff like that. And just trying to get their skin to like heal because it was just that bad. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, like I said, I, I it definitely, it, it comes down to your whole system. Yeah. It definitely comes down to your whole, right, whole system. Well, the other thing is if you're a clean person, you don't want dirty, stinky puppies right next to you or in your living room or, you know what I mean? Like, come yep. on, man. I mean, why would you? I mean, I, I've seen people doing puppies in a lot of different places. I'm literally in my guest room and there's a litter of puppies right here. You don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys can hear them, but there's a litter of puppies in here and we clean in here three to four times a day. Yeah, no, I can't hear them. And, and there's a mop here. bucket right here, like legitimately a mop bucket right here to where we mop it all up and we fresh water. We do underneath of her. We, I mean, we do it just like you're supposed to do it. You're supposed yep. to keep them clean, just like you would keep a newborn baby clean. You know, when it shits on itself, you clean it. Exactly. And I mean, literally, I mean, like this, this is my bedroom right here. A prime example is I got to get the whelping box set up. It's going right there. They're going to be right here in my bedroom, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I get it a hundred percent, but like I said, um, just to those people who think mama's going to do everything for you, you do this. This is one thing that I learned from my mentor is like, when you're picking up the puppies, it should always be for a purpose. Don't let it be just because, Oh, look how beautiful this puppy is. And I put it back down. No, if you're picking it up, Take some time and like examine the feet, examine the umbilical cord, do something, you know, yeah. you should always be aiming to try to do something to make sure that you're, you know, ensure that your, your, your litter is healthy and in the right condition, you know? So, um, like I said, I've seen that with the hardened piss on the puppies more times than I could even say, you know? So, 
Let, let's talk about another horror story, right? This is one that you told I've me. Had, we can go on about puppies. I've had one. I remember the very first time I ever seen it. It's called Puppy Strangles. I've heard. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I was like, you. Did the mom bite the puppy? This thing was swole. Whole, yeah. all, the whole lymph node under the, the ear was yeah. just swollen yeah. and sticking out. And I was freaked out. I was like, yo, did the mom bite this thing? What? Yeah. I took it to the vet because I've never seen it before. You know, and this is what this podcast is for because we understand that first time I seen puppy strangles, people are like, damn, bro, what's that? They didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And I've been doing this a long time. And I took, I rushed the dog to the vet or the puppy to the vet. And I was like, look, what's this? They were like, ooh, that looks painful. They touched it and the puppy would squeal bloody murder. And uh, find out it was puppy strangles and boom, you know, it was an easy fix between me and the vet. We just put it on prednisone and I, and I think amoxicillin, liquid amoxicillin, boom, we were cool. But when you don't you know what that it. is, huh? You drained it, right? No, we left it alone. Oh, wow. It went down by itself. Wow. Now I've had them to where they've ruptured. I've had, yeah. a, you know, since then I've seen it a few other times and yeah. I've had them where they ruptured and they oozed out. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But that's it, it, it's and it's a, I would I want to tell you strangles is an autoimmune thing, and you just got to stop the swelling. So like we I now I have liquid progesterone not liquid progesterone liquid prednisone on hand for that. You know what I mean? Got gotcha. you. And then it, it it takes down the swelling. You know what I mean? And it yeah. and I've had it had it in a while, but we've had it quite a bit. Wow. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, the first time you see it, that shit will fuck crazy. you. My partner Man, you got a big old lemon head looking thing. My, my partner had it, uh, had it with one of the puppies. So then he's like, yo, you got to see this, 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 and that. And, um, you know, we did a little bit of homework online and stuff like that. And that's what we found out what it was. But that, I mean, yeah, it looks, yeah, when you see that, you're almost like, you don't know what to do because it's just like, it gets bigger and bigger. And then it starts crusting over with pus because it's slowly leaking out and it's it's granulating and, and hardening up yeah. and it will like, you're like, yo, what in the hell's going on here? <laughs> another you know one, I mean? another one is, uh, I just did a video. Literally. I just dropped the episode last week on, um, neonatal conjunctivitis, you know, yeah, I see it. swelling up filled with, I've pus. Had it and, and you're thing. right. It will make a dog blind if you don't get it out. Yeah. 